Hi, I'm Beetle. And I'm Lo. And this is Queer Fandom. This podcast is not safe for work, not safe for kids, and not safe for the overly sensitive panties. Cup and a handful. Why, why are you making me feel this way? I thought it would be good energy. Yeah, it gave me some energy. It's a horny energy. Yeah, it's fine. It was an energy nonetheless. I'm like wiggling around in my seat now. I was falling asleep like on the couch earlier. And so. now, now you're feeling it. Yeah, because of gladness. Energy boner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this Gladio with this fucking jizz all over his face. He's great. He's kneeling between Noctis's. Legs, mouth open, he's glorious. It's being drizzled on him. <laughs> yeah. Like cinnamon, um... Like olive oil on bread. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, icing on cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that too. Baked to perfection. Uh-huh. All right. We're good. I started recording a long time ago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so... Welcome to the sixth episode of Queer Fandom. Uh, thanks for sticking with us today. We have um, our good friend Alex and Tiberius huh? Doctor. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you could say that because most people are like, oh, I don't know how to say your name. Pronounce it. Tiberius Doctor. She got it right. And yeah. that's your Twitter handle? Yeah, it's my handle for just about everything. Okay, good. So now we know how to find you. Yeah. Uh, so we invited you on the show today, uh, one, because you're a very good friend of ours, uh, but also because you are going to have some uh, particular insight towards our topic of the day, which is cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I want your name, your handle, your age, and your pronouns. Okay, well, Alex... Hi. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Tiberius Doctor, hi. <laughs> um, see, we, see what happens when we go off script? He's answering the same question twice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm 23. I didn't say that already. Good. Um, I use male pronouns. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. I think the question that we're starting with every guest is, what are your top three most influential fandoms? Okay, so I thought about this a little bit, and I couldn't narrow it down to three, but I did. Oh, okay. With some honorable mentions. Okay. 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 Acceptable. Right. So, Homestuck, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and then Green Day and Naruto, because that's how I got started on the internet. At okay. 11 years old. Okay, so honorable mention to... Honorable mention. To Green Day and... Naruto. Uh, gr- uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just, um... Was it, like, bandom? Was it, like, Green Day slash fic? No, or was it just, it was just, just like, just, internet fan? I was just 11 years old, and I was like, I like this music. I mean, mood. Yeah. But you and also... then I went on Yahoo message boards, and I was like, you guys want to talk about Green Day? <laughs> <laughs> you also missed out on some really good slash fanfic, I just want to say. I did, I did. Yeah? You I went back later, but okay, so it took listen, me a few years. You could have been reading my Green Day slash fanfiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Once upon a time. It's a really good band, though, for slash fanfic. Because of a lot of the relationships between the guys. Like, how far... Okay, I digress. Um, <laughs> One of them has a little dick. <laughs> One of them does have a tiny dick. I yeah. love guys with little dicks. This is going to take, we are not going to get to the topic. 
um, because I'm having too much fun having Alex here. Okay, so <laughs> honorable mentions are the ones that kind of helped bring you to the inter- internet. Yeah. That's fair. Kay- yeah. Kaylee chose Kingdom Hearts for her first one because it was yeah. the fandom that kind of brought her to internet fandom. But let's go back through the, the main three. Homestuck is the first one. Yeah, that's the one that got me into cosplays. That's why I like. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's relevant for today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that more. So we have hop some, up, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. hop over that one for now. Um, uh, JoJo's. Mm, uh, why? If they're big, beefy men. They're very homoerotic. <laughs> so okay. it's just very, it's, it's, it holds, holds the number two spot for very yeah. horny reasons. Yeah. Oh, wait, am I listing these in order of how much I liked them? Oh, no, it's just three. Okay. Okay, because I listed them in order of the how year. I got. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's perfectly. That's valid. Valid, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then, um, have anything else you want to say about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure before I ask you about Final Fantasy XV? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> did you did you do a lot of JoJo's cosplay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Almost one from every part. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. All right, what two, was the two sometimes two from one part and yeah. <laughs> You're completionist. Yeah. Um Almost. and then Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. Why, why would you say that's an oh, influential well, I, I met you guys because of it. Oh. And and everybody was like Wow, Gladio. I was like, that's me. <laughs> thanks thanks for saying I look like the man I want to look like. I also found a lot of validation in, yeah. in the early months of Final um, Final Fantasy fifteen cosplay. Mm-hmm. It was just, everybody is so madly in love with all of those characters mm-hmm. that you cosplay any one of them, and people treat you like you're a celebrity. Yeah. It goes to your head. Yeah. And there wasn't that many Gladios, so... No, you were the Gladio. <laughs> which, in our circle of friends, we still, like, call you Gladio and yeah, know who, know who everyone's talking. Yeah, happy. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Alex, when did you first get into cosplay? All right. So. Let, let's hear that Homestuck story. <laughs> uh, no, it was Death Note, actually. Ooh. Death Note was my first cosplay. It was 2007, and I was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first anime expo. Ooh. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So, um, is this something that you made or something that you scrounged together? <laughs> um, I was Mikami, who was like the second light for anybody that no, I don't know if you guys are into death. No. 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 That's okay. <laughs> I dyed my hair black and I had the same haircut. And my friend was like, Have you ever heard of cosplay? And was like, I think so. Oh my god. You you were you, you skipped a step. Yeah. You you skipped the cosplay step. You were just like, this is me now. Yeah, yeah. I mean like I liked Death Note a lot. We were really into it. And they were like, I wanna cosplay L. And I was like, Wow. I wanna I wanna do this. And then her mom was like or no, she was like, my mom will pay for your anime expo ticket, which was thirty dollars the whole weekend. <laughs> what a beautiful like around there. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Back. What year is this? Two thousand seven. Oh, or two thousand six. I'm pretty sure two thousand seven though. God, it hurts. It's like over a hundred dollars yeah. now. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, we bought the ticket the day of, and mm-hmm. there was no line. We were third Ooh. in line, and nobody was behind us. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> And I um, stole my dad's, like, suit, which was tremendous on me, because he's six foot five, and I was 12 years old. Well, I'm going to move the mics a little bit. Okay. We are loud. 
the three of us. Okay. We are loud. Uh, um, okay. We left off. <laughs> I was sweaty. I needed something. <laughs> the, 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 the dedication to just squirt it into yeah. your eye inspired me. I mean, that's what I used to do at the <laughs> expo. <laughs> just all over the face, and then you move uh, on. I may as well give myself a spray of eucalyptus oil to the face. Oh god, it feels so good. Okay, it's fucking hot in here. But now we're we're damp. So I guess we're ready to go. <laughs> okay, so I think the last thing you said was um your you borrowed your dad's suit. Yeah, my gigantic. dad's tie. And and I wore a t shirt <laughs> and then I put the tie around my neck. And I ran ran around the convention like that. How did it feel? What did your first cosplay feel? Um, we were trying to be in character because we were this big. We were little little people. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. I was like, wow, I want to do this again. And then That's we went awesome. back again the next year, but we didn't cosplay. Why? Um, it was short notice. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. I was wondering if it was because, like, your very first time cosplaying was a traumatic experience. No, like it, was it is great. for so many people. It was great. Uh, we were very loud. We were children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see why that's fun. I, I wasn't going to conventions when I was a teenager, and I do sort of feel like I've missed some aspect of, like, nerd um, puberty. <laughs> yeah, it was okay to be obnoxious. <laughs> I bought a yaoi paddle. No, I bought a yaoi paddle the next year. I'm sorry. I'm getting my ears mixed up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and my dad saw it because he took us that year. He took me and my friend instead of my friend's mom. And this Sora cosplayer came up to me and was like, can, they were like also a teenager, but they were like, can you pretend to slap me with that while my friend takes a picture? <laughs> and the paddle said Yaoi on one side and Yuri on the other. And my dad just looked at me and I was like, you'll get it. And he's like, I already get it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 13. That was that time. <laughs> Not much has changed, though. Anime Expo, uh, people coming up to you, asking you to do something violent to them so yeah. they can take a photo of it. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty common experience for... Uh, the, the year that I wore Asuka to, um, from Neon Genesis Evangelion to Anime Expo... I, I just, like, just men constantly, like, well, you, can, can my friend take a video of you slapping him? Can you slap me and take a picture? Can you slap me on video? I was like, no, I don't want to slap all you people. <laughs> don't talk to me. I still have my yaoi paddle. Oh, God, if it was a yaoi paddle, I would have said yes. Yeah. You need to bring... I should... I, you know, I don't... Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to sell it, but, like, I was like, I don't want to just throw this away. It has some good memories. <laughs> From when I was 13 years old. <laughs> So how did you, your, your next cosplay fandom was Homestuck. Yeah. How did you bridge into that? So I was like, it was a few years later, and my friend was like, you gotta read this. And I was like, okay, fine. So I read Homestuck. And then a few months later, he was like, there's a convention in Sacramento. A Homestuck convention? <laughs> no, it was Sac Anime. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he was like, we should go. And I was like, sure. I've only been to Anime Expo. And um, then I cosplayed Dave Strider, and my grandma helped me make it. Perfect. <laughs> and I was 15, and I was going through a lot of rough shit. 
she was like, I'm just gonna hand sew this onto this suit that we got at Goodwill. Did and your friend cosplay with you? Yeah. Uh he cosplayed Terezi. So we were Dave and Terezi. Cute. Yeah. I also had a Dave Strider costume. Yeah. We, we should fight. Which Dave Strider? Regular. Yeah, the one with the red baseball tee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I had like dyed blonde hair at the time, so it worked out. Me too. <laughs> First I got a wig and then I was like, I can do this on my own. This wig sucks. It's from Party City. <laughs> so I dyed my hair blonde, but yeah. I didn't actually bleach it. I just put blonde hair dye on my hair and it made it a little bit lighter. <laughs> I think it inspires a lot of people, um, yeah. especially because uh, so much of the characters are just like sprites or simple art. It's yeah. easier to like, I could cosplay this character and, and be this character than it is sometimes when you have like a really dedicated structure, structure to what this person looks like, you know, skin and hair and height and build wise. And there's so many different characters too. Like... You could have a whole meetup and only have one of each person. I mean, you don't, but you could. And then Homestuck also has that really cool thing where um, there's, like, AUs and, like, mm-hmm. remixes of of the basic costumes. There was that, like... Four chords. That was the one where it was, like, they were humans and this person did this whole AU. Oh, yeah. I've read that, actually. <laughs> and, and it was... Gamzee and Tavros. Gamzee and <laughs> What did he say? Like, I want to hug a motherfucker or something? So what is your favorite thing about cosplaying? Mm. I, I love it and I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love when I'm done, but I hate the entire process of getting there. So... I, yeah, I guess I just like it when I'm done. I like to... <laughs> I like sewing a little bit more now, but... What what do you like about the being done? Like, is putting the costume on, going to the convention, um, a photo shoot? Is it just kind of feeling like the character, embodying the character for the day? Yeah, I think I think it's being that person for the day and then walking around the convention like you're hot shit. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> you know you look good. Hell yeah. You're but like, you know I you're spent, panicking inside. I spent six hours putting this on this morning. Mm-hmm. Don't I look hot? Um, okay, so would you feel the same if you bought a costume? Um, probably. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with buying a costume. I just never have, because I'm always worried that it's not going to fit me, and then I'm going to, you know, break down and be like, I have to make this anyway. Yeah, one of my favorite costumes is a costume I bought. Yeah. But I had to do extensive modifications on it to make it something I actually wanted to wear. So it feels very much like my costume anyway, because I had to do all of that changing but uh yeah i was wondering if like maybe the the struggle the misery of of sewing and crafting and makeup tests and uh like is is that struggle part of getting the payoff or would it would it have the same payoff if you just bought a costume and lo i'm curious what your answer is too I would love to buy a costume. I've got that like in the back of my head, like a distant goal. Um, my fear is that I, I don't know. I, I worry it wouldn't fit quite right, and I'd end up like hating it, just hating mm-hmm. it. And then the idea of dropping the money on one piece versus being like, okay, well, I spent some money on fabric, and I spent some money on a zipper, and I could use those for other things, or I can make them fit me appropriately. Like, I feel like there's not quite the right balance there i don't know if i'd feel okay dropping all that money on a cosplay but i love the idea that one day i would i think about uh luna freya 
in Final Fantasy XV, the Kingsclave movie. Like, I just want to buy that dress. Oh, I don't want to make it. It's too well, fanciful for my interests. I just want to buy it. If, if you're lucky enough to, like, live in Los Angeles, like we do, where there's a thriving cosplay community, you could find someone to, you could commission a costume where they measure you in person. True. And then you'd probably get the costume of your dreams. Yeah. But yeah, or ordering online and just like sending your um, measurements to someone is really likely it's not going to fit. But that being said, you know, I've sewn my own clothes. And I wouldn't say that that stuff fits me on the first try either. <laughs> no. <laughs> like there's a ton of modification, like tailoring, taking in, taking out that happens with sewing. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's maybe work to be put in no matter what to make it look good on you and and so there's a connection to the the garment there well i feel like part of it is also like whenever you buy a cosplay you're spending all this money at once and you probably would spend more making it but you're like oh i'm only spending this much here and this much there it doesn't feel as bad and then you look at your bank account and you're like i fucked up yeah <laughs> i think if if commissioning a costume costs less than making a costume you've fucked up because the commissioner is doing it yeah. with the same amount of materials and technically the same amount of labor, if not less, because they're skilled at it. If you're spending more in the making of a costume than it would cost someone to commission it, there's the mistake somewhere. And I'm saying I've done this plenty of times where you make an entire piece and it, it doesn't work and you have to start completely over and you've wasted several yards of fabric or God fucking a sheet of warbler or something like really expensive and you just have to... You just have to start over. Oh, see, me, I just, like, I can't afford to get this again. I guess I, you know, I guess Gotta I'll live it. with this. I'll cover it up somehow. Mm-hmm. It's me on most of my cosplays. Um, in what other ways have you struggled with cosplay, other than just making it? Um, it's usually, it's mostly just the mental toll. Like, I think the last time, the very last commission I did, I won't say what it was, because I don't want to call anybody out. But I didn't leave my house for three days. And then I went to Walmart just to, you know, get out of the house. And I was like, like, the, 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 the lights were so bright. I was like, I can't see. Because <laughs> I had been focused on making this cosplay for this person by a date so much that I, I left my house and I didn't feel like a person. Wow. <laughs> so that was the last cosplay I did. Or I mean, last commission I did. Do you think that affected your own cosplay at all? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I think that particular time, I just ended up dropping the one that I was in the process of making, and then just rewore another one, and it was fine. It was fine. We always do that thing where, like, you're three days out from a convention, and you realize you're not going to finish your big project, so you start a small project mm-hmm. that's like maybe 10% started or something because it'll be like easier to get this one done you know in three days and it will be to finish the big project but and it's still a nightmare it's still mm-hmm. hell getting to the con yeah I'm definitely guilty of that in, mm-hmm. in various uh degrees a couple different versions of that same problem so Alex I know you cosplay mainly in a group of your friends and how has working in an organized group affected the characters you choose or the way you interact with your friends? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of over this now, but at one point it was like we all wanted to be this complete group because, you know, attention. Uh, you get more attention when you have everybody in the cast of whatever you're cosplaying from. And it used to be like, oh, I want to be this character. 
so now nobody else can be this character in our group. Right. And for a while that was just the norm. I think I kind of broke out of that last year. Because, yeah, I don't care anymore because now we're both gladians. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it, that was the first time I realized, wow, it's really great when somebody else also cosplays, like, the same thing. So was, like, cosplaying 15 with us, that was your first time doing a group cosplay where there were overlapping characters? Yeah, kind of, yeah. It just doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. You know, because you still get attention. Yeah. I'll tell you that right off the bat is people are still like, oh, 15 cosplayers, let's go take pictures. And then it's also chill that you can, like, shoot with two different gladios or shoot with two different Ignises. Like, that's bomb. Mm -hmm. I also, I love gladio so much. Um, So I love Alex when you and I are gladio. gladio. A, I love when we're both gladio. Just two gladios walking around like we were at um, Anime LA this past year. I also love when we're in a group of people and it's like a Noctis, an Ignis, and two gladios. I imagine people look at it and are like, what happened there? Yeah. Where's the prompto? Yeah, and, and I love it because specifically it's Gladio, and Gladio's my favorite, so I kind of love the idea of there just being, like, yeah. multiple Gladios yeah, in place some of the others. One of my favorite Instagram ca- uh, captions, it's like you and me, and the the description is Big Gladio, Little Gladio, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's Boy Gladio and Girl Gladio. Yeah. <laughs> Big and small. <laughs> so in a group, how do you choose which character you want to cosplay? Um, well, usually, I, I, usually it's, I got so used to being in JoJo cosplay that I was like, oh, this is great, everybody's big. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there was not a lot of little twinks. That's important. So, um, so I just kind of stuck with that because I was like, oh, I look good as a grandpa with a beard. I, I think, you know, anybody can cosplay whoever they want to cosplay, but if you want like a big ego boost... Cosplay someone, cosplay a character that kind of looks like you. I think it's something you should do once if you've never done it. And I cosplay lots of characters that don't look like me. But when I do cosplay one where, like, I can really kind of pull it off, I get a lot of really positive attention that makes me feel really good about myself. So I think everybody should try it at some point. And I can see why you want to just be like, I want to cosplay big boys. Mm -hmm. Because you're a big boy. Yeah. And that's great. You know? You get to, like, really feel like yourself in that costume yeah it's not weird if i look big (laughs) (laughs) and then you're you're owning it you know you're the person in the group who's like i'm the best suited for this y'all are reaching (laughs) 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 so which cosplays have you done that have made you feel the closest to yourself um i think the first time i felt because, you know, I cosplayed Dave, and I was like, oh, he's my favorite. But I didn't feel good as him. I was just doing him because I liked him. And then, again, you know, JoJo happened. Everybody's a big man. Everybody's, like, six foot five. And um, so probably Caesar from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He, I, yeah, I know you guys have, like, no reference to that. He's nope. an Italian blonde. Well, wh- why do you feel like you connected to him? Um, well, at first I wanted to be somebody else, but then a friend of mine was like, no, 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 I want to be him. And I was like, well, I want us to match. I want to do, like, cute pictures because they're the ship. I guess you can be him. I'll be him later. And then I ended up looking good blonde. (laughs) And you were happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and then Metal Gear Solid. You know, Snake. He's in, like, all camo. He, you know, he's, he's, he's early... 
early graphics. So he yeah. looks boxy. Yeah. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I am also boxy. Um, so yeah, I liked being him. And uh, that was, you know, Jojo, I did Joseph Joestar, who's older and he has a beard and he has a gray beard. And looking back on those pictures, I was like, ooh, it looks like I have carpet on my face. I did not perfect that. But, you know, everybody still was like, wow. Yeah, and it made you feel good. Yeah. And now you are excellent at putting on a (laughs) fake beard. Yeah. So much so that when you do, um, the vast majority of people assume it's real. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you start taking it off, people are pretty, like, horrified. Yeah. Because cause I tell, I t- you know, pull on it. Yeah, you're just pulling chunks of hair yeah. out of your chin, like having a yeah. casual and conversation. And people are like, can I, can I pull on it? I'm like, yeah, and it doesn't come off, and they get really freaked out. Spirit gum? <laughs> um, liquid latex. Ugh. Yeah. Just, and, just suffocate your skin. And goat hair? Wool. Oh. <laughs> Which I guess is goat, goat hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what wool is. It's incredible. What yeah. an incredible commitment. Yeah, you've done it so many times. You were like so pro at it. And yeah, I keep I keep going faster, and every time I'm in disbelief because I'm like, wow, I've never done it this quickly before. <laughs> and you, um, you even do like you put the the hair on, and then you use like an eyeliner pen and do like the little hairs that like blend it in, like the yeah. stubble that goes up into your cheek. It looks so goddamn realistic when you do Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, snake. What what kind of notes did I make about him? <laughs> so so a lot of it was just you you found yourself drawn to and excited by like very masculine characters. Well, yeah, I think what was the the best part about it was people thought I was a guy, and you know I didn't realize yet that uh, yeah, <laughs> this is definitely not cis. And uh, <laughs> my favorite thing about cosplaying Snake is that. Uh, people, you know, in the game, whenever you're walking around the mother base, the soldiers, the soldiers will stop and salute to you and be like, "Boss, it's nice to see you today, boss." And so I'd be walking down the street, and people would slam on their brakes in the street and fly out the window and be like, "Boss, that's so fucking hot." <laughs> that would be so good. And like people would yell across the like con floor and be like, "Thank you, boss." Ooh, and I was like, "Wow, cosplay is so much fun." And I would just be like. Hi. That's so validating. <laughs> like, thanks, I'm never taking this cosplay yeah. off. When is yeah. the next convention? Yeah. I've worn him a lot of times, and I would still wear him. Do you still have that costume? I do. I'd love to see you yeah. in that costume. I think, um, last Anime Expo, I think the day before I was Gladio, the day before the meetup, I was Snake. We should mm. do, we should do, like, a photo shoot. Yeah. So I notice a through line between a lot of the characters you cosplay. You've mm-hmm. got a lot of big boys with facial hair and facial scars. What about that appeals to you? And who are some others that fall oh, in that man. category that you haven't mentioned? Um, okay. Big so, boys with facial scars? Yeah. And, 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 and beards. Yeah, there seems to be a trend. I think the first time I did a scar was Homestuck cosplay because I was spade slick. You know, the intermission character, and he had the robot uh-huh. arm, and he had an eye scar. So I would, like, stay up all night looking at these tutorials for, like, special effects makeup. And, like, reading tutorials, like, artist tutorials. Um, like, their weight tutorials and stuff. And eventually, I, I, yeah, I did the scar, and everybody was like, wow, that's so realistic. How did you do that? And I'm like, 
I did it. I'm not sharing my <laughs> secrets. Or I say, well, I would say, oh, it's rigid collodion, and they would be like, oh. <laughs> Can you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> you tell them it's rigid collodion, and they're like immediately their face glazes over. Like, oh, I didn't actually want to know. Yeah. Like, that's more information than I can process, which yeah. is almost always the question when somebody like, how did you make that? And I'm like. Well, Okay, if you have a pen and paper, like, there's yeah. a lot of information. Yeah. I think they really just wanted you to say, like, Elmer's glue, and then they could go home and knock it out in ten minutes. That's and another way you can do scars. Elmer's glue is not an underrated, or it is an underrated scar method. That's how you make mm. raised scars. Interesting. You, like, put, like, a square of it on yourself, you wait for it to dry, and then you roll it up, and then you put some more to stick it down, and then you put makeup on top, and it's a raised scar. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Learning a lot today. Yeah, these are a lot of years of... Uh, watching people do shit at Fright Fest and doing my own stuff and yeah, you've had a lot more experience yeah than than we have in that sort of stuff. You know, we've we've gone through the couple basic skin adhesives and learned which ones we have bad allergic reactions to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've paid our dues that in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I had a bad time at DragonCon 2017 with a spirit gum and a domino mask. <laughs> Just oh. all cool little burns on the temples. Yeah, wow. she had like chemi- great. chemical burns in the shape of a domino mask. Happy Dragon Con! Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, there's not. I used to use spirit gum exclusively for like the beards. And I realized that um, I think the last time I used spirit gum, I was cosplaying Snake. And I remember um, it was like windy and there was hair just. Flying off in the wind. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was certainly easier on the skin and easier to take off, but I just, I had hair in my mouth all the time. And, and shedding on your costume. Yeah, I mean, I still do you. that. That's um, So who else falls in this category? And, oh, right. uh, you're sort of, you're kind of beefy boys. Yeah, that was the question. That's right. We got lost. <laughs> I was talking about makeup. Um, the beard's important. The beard's yeah. very important. Yeah. Um, so, you know, JoJo. Caesar, um, Joseph Joestar, Jonathan Joestar. We watched the first few episodes of JoJo. That man is like a like a tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's huge. Yeah, but he's like such a good boy. Which is like your anthem. Yeah, yeah. big and good. And um, who else? And Snake, also big. Gladio, the biggest by far <laughs> of all of them. The biggest by far. Yeah. Um, what about some big boys in the future that you... Um, let me get my cosplay list here. I have let a me, list of things. Let me open my cosplayer. Um, Ooh. Guts. Okay. Guts from Berserk. Okay. Perfect. Big, big. I um, want you to do Guts so bad. You uh, look incredible. Hey, ALA. That's the plan. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna yes, have a little group. How exciting. Yeah. You're gonna we're look gonna, good. We're gonna have a Griffith and a couple other characters. Um... And Jill. ALA's in January? Yeah, we've got, um... A hundred days. Oh, why'd you have to say it like that? Because I know. Because we'll see. We'll see. From mid-September, October, November, December, January. So, like, four and a half. Okay. No, not that many. Yeah, I just counted it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't believe what a real conversation this is to be having. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Out. I mean, this is such a relevant conversation. Of like, I've got time. Yeah, I've got time. I've yeah, got four to, months. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself, and then I'll have a month. I know, but I haven't even decided what I'm wearing to ALA. Um, I'm still on the fence, but I know some things. This is my list. It's mostly question marks. Oh my god. <laughs> is there a question mark behind every character's name? Um, everybody except for Guts and Dracula. Read us the whole list. Okay, so we've got Guts for sure. Dracula for sure. Um, Akira? <laughs> Gladio? Probably. Um, Angeal? <laughs> and the most questionable is... Jiraiya from Naruto. Does that one have two question marks? No, it? but I'm gonna put two question marks on <laughs> right now. So I don't know Jiraiya. Is Jiraiya also a big boy with facial hair and um, scars? He's an old man. Oh, okay. So no facial hair, no scars, but he's an old man. Yeah, he fits into the the dad aesthetic that you carry so well. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Zach and I was like, I'm not that cute. <laughs> <laughs> I would mostly be afraid of the wig doing Zach. I would feel like I wouldn't like the way I looked in a giant wig brushed off my face. Yeah, that was a bit of my concern. Like, I don't, I I know I can do it, but I'm also just like, I don't, I'm not as cute as him. I want to be him eventually, but I feel like it's like, you know, I could be a half-ass Zach and people would be like, oh, yeah, there's other Zachs, but nobody's Angeal. I can be the one. And I can half-ass. I'm not going to. But if I did... Which is which is a satisfaction you learned from being, like, Gladio. Oh, yeah. If you're just one of the few, then doesn't matter yeah. that much. If you're Sailor Moon, you might feel like, I need to compete with these other Sailor Moons. Like, I have to have this right and this right and this right. If you're the only one at the convention who's cosplaying yeah. Jiraiya from Naruto, you're like... I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> not that it's about competition. No, it's not, no, but it's but very validating. It is yeah. very validating. It feels very good to be the only one or one that gets a lot of attention or whatever it is. It just, it feels good. It feels yeah. like you nailed it. And we were the only, fi- not only, but there was a s- only a smattering of 15 cosplay at Fanime. Mm-hmm. I when we went to YaoiCon, it was just us. I felt like we saw everyone multiple times every day because mm-hmm. it's a small convention in a hotel. It wasn't until days after the con that I saw someone's picture on Instagram that they did like a gender bent fifteen group. I was like, where were you guys? Yeah, where were you people? How did I not see you? You were the only other fifteen cosplayers other than I think Cindy. Yeah, that we saw. Probably just for the photo shoot mm-hmm. because YaoiCon is that kind of con where you're like. I'm going to cosplay for a couple hours and then I'm going to get really wasted. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that kind of con. That's my favorite. (laughs) We were at Yaoi Con and Alex was wearing his Gladio cosplay and there were some drunk people in the hallway (laughs) and they were in Dream Daddy cosplay. And we came around the corner. I think I was in Ignis. You were in Gladio. And um, they saw saw Alex in, in Gladio in one of the girls screamed and collapsed. Dude, <laughs> though. It was like a good scream. Yeah. Like a, it was like a flatter, it was like a complimentary collapse. You they know? were very drunk, and I was like, I don't want to be where they are. I don't know, man, you made that girl's night. I guess so. That was great. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> how do I get that drunk? Yeah, how do I be friends with them so they can constantly tell me how good I am? We, uh... <laughs> We eventually figured it out. Me and you and Six and Low knelt around a hotel bed 
with like a spread of doujin out on it and just drank and read doujin together mm-hmm. just like kneeling at a shrine yeah we weren't even Hell sitting like, on the bed no we didn't even know each other that well no that was <laughs> still one of the best nights I was like, these are my best friends now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I hadn't met six. Yeah. I we met you once, very briefly. Yeah. We met you briefly. And then you drove me six hours home. <laughs> Conventions are weird. <laughs> Conventions are weird. We got off track again. So. Yeah. Let's pick us back up. So earlier we talked about how some of your cosplay has helped you realize um, things about yourself. Um, what do you think cosplay can do to help others realize their identities? Um, I think... The biggest part, especially if you're, like, trans or you're, like, questioning your gender, I think the biggest, the best part of it is you are cosplaying as sometimes the opposite gender, and you realize that you feel really good like that. Like, that's what happened to me. I was like, I don't want to take this beard off, because I'm not going to have one. So that was like, oh, turns out I just want that all the time. Oh, turns out I want to be a guy. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so that's what transgender means. Yeah, Lo, Lo sometimes describes it as um, putting on her boy skin is like getting into the mind of a male character for a little while. Um, I think when you realize that you can't or don't want to take that boy skin off, I'm, I'm so much more happier and comfortable and creative and alive in this version of myself you know, than I am without it. So I think cosplay provides that for so many people who are non-binary. Yeah, I think what helped me discover that I wasn't cis was first role-playing. Because I role-played Homestuck. I mean, I role-played before that, but never, like, not safe for work role-play. Okay, okay, so yeah. this was your first time, like, sexual role-playing. Yeah, and uh, not to be problematic, but I was, like, 15, 16. <laughs> and, um... You know, I was seeing a therapist at that time, and I kind of divulged in her. I was like, I don't know why, but I just want to role play all the time. I like being Dave Strider. And uh, that was the first time I'd heard the word kin. And I wasn't. Did your therapist tell you the word kin? No, 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 no. Later on, no. I was like, what? (laughs) No. I mean, I was not like, I'm Dave Strider kin, but I was definitely like, I like playing the role of the guy in these scenarios. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe I'm non-binary because I don't want that to be permanent. That's scary. Permanence is scary. Change is scary. How old were you when you learned that non-binary was an option? Like 16. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around there. You were like, wow, these things apply to me. Yeah. I think it's um, really uplifting to, to find that. And especially in, like, the space of queer fandom, you meet other people who are finding the same thing out of roleplay. You know, all of us together can be like, yeah, I feel this way, and and this makes me happy, and it's just kind of a a safe space for all of that to happen. Which is why I think we see a lot more freedom and flexibility with gender in general, is because we have this playground that we can exist in without having to make any harsh decisions right away. Yeah, Alex, um, you were saying uh, in private conversation earlier today that you felt like um, cosplay and conventions are a great space to explore some of those avenues as a group of queer people. Yeah, I, <laughs> there was some drama on Twitter.com to earlier today. It wasn't like a fight, but it was 
this guy was at this convention and he was like, there's so much gay stuff everywhere. It's ruining this convention for me. And he was very obviously like right wing. Because then he went on to say like, oh, this Christian panel is very refreshing. And I was like, wow, what are you doing at anime conventions? <laughs> the, one, the one panel he yeah. can go to. <laughs> yeah. And he was complaining. He was like, yeah, there was like five or six booths that had LGBT and trans flags up. Like, not even, like, explicitly, like... Not porn. Yeah, not porn, just flags. And he was like, it's being shoved in my face. And I saw my other friends, like, quote, retweeting this guy, and I was like, this is just, I gotta get in there. I have too many opinions. (laughs) And I didn't fight, but I was like, what do you do in anime conventions, man? Like, what did you expect? And then this other guy chimed in, and he was like, yeah, dude. There's, like, always stuff like that, but it was especially bad at this convention. And I was like, are you guys new to conventions? I am almost positive that there's more LGBT people at anime conventions than there are straight people. If we're talking anime expo, probably a lot of, like, straight people. But if you want to talk about, like, anime, anime, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somewhere a little smaller, something a little, like, less commercial that doesn't bring out all the industry guests it's a big LGBT population. Is a problem with Los Angeles cons is that there's, like, premieres, you know? And so, like, Mm -hmm. it's so, like, you come to the con for, like, journalism reasons, like, for the first announcement of something. And so they're, it's not as much as, like, we're all just here to cosplay and party, which is what I want every convention to be. That's why I like Anime LA so much, because I know the person that, um, is one of the people that runs it. And he's a really cool dude. I, you know, I go to school with him. Or he graduated now. But um, there was not a lot of commercial things. It wasn't like Comic Con. It wasn't like Anime Expo. It wasn't like WonderCon where it's a lot of commercial things. It was just the floor is open all night and everybody's partying. Oh, and so good. most of them are not straight. <laughs> That's what um, Dragon Con is like. Although I would say that. It's probably 50-50. Straight and not straight. But the straight people are all, like, in kilts. Or they're, like, furries. So it's cool. I feel safe anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Men are encouraged to push their boundaries. Otherwise, what are you doing there? It's kilts. It's cosplay. It's, like, bodysuits. Everybody at DragonCon is in a costume. Which is so refreshing. And and when 90% of the con-goers are in a costume... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, shit, stupid Halloween costumes, but it's just so much fun that every single person that you walk past, you're like, oh, they're this, oh, it's this, oh, you know, they're from this. It's just so much fun. Yeah, and I think that's another reason why YaoiCon um, is one of my favorite conventions. I've been there three times now, or four, I don't remember. Um, First time, I went up there with my friends. It was really fun. Second time I went up there by myself and I stayed in somebody else's hotel room and I had a great time. Um, and it wasn't necessarily because I was by myself, but it was because like, whoa, everybody's gay and drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. Yeah. And then, you know, we went this year and I again had so much, or not this year, last year, we had so much fun because it was just like, everybody here understands each other. Yeah. You don't have to worry that you're going to see some dude in an Ahegao shirt, it's probably going to be a woman. And that's just great, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Because that's also an 18-plus con. Yes. And, like, you can wear that. Like, there's not going to be any kids seeing your 
hentai orgasm shirt. Yeah, no, Yaoi Khan <laughs> is very refreshing in that it's not just... It's not just a boys love con. It's like a 18 plus boys love con. Like mm-hmm. the purpose of it is porn. I miss Yaoi Khan. I'm sad it didn't happen this yeah, year. Yeah, I think they're getting their shit straightened out. Been do- they've been a con for 20 years and they've never been in the same venue for more than three years. Mm. Is what I've learned. I probably has something to do with the content. Yeah, or maybe like everybody, nobody's ever sober. So, I imagine, like, wow, this con is rowdy. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I imagine that um, things get trashed sometimes. What a, what a status symbol, though, that, like, I run a convention that's so much fun, we can't use the same venue twice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely an accomplishment, something you can uh, put on your website tagline. <laughs> <laughs> cosplay what do you aim to achieve um for yourself for cosplay in general um let's see that is an answer that i didn't have memorized because i really had to think about that one um let's see last question here um i have a few cosplays like we talked about at ala that i want to do that are coming up but my goal is to actually work on them and you know ahead of time (laughs) That is so relatable. Yeah, uh, be responsible. I, I don't want to have to crunch anymore. But, you okay. know, last time I didn't crunch, it felt very uncomfortable. And I, there was one time, uh, my Kingsglaive Gladio, I finished early, and my friend was going to be Ignis with me in matching. And I finished him early, and I was like, oh god, I'm getting antsy. So I... Like, helped her a little bit, because I needed something to do. Because I was just... It was not a good feeling, I, and I want that feeling to be good. <laughs> so, your, so your goals are work on your cosplay. Your goals for cosplay moving forward are work on your cosplay. Yeah, I should have started already, so I'm not off be, to a very good be, start. And be more responsible. Yeah. It's just so funny to me, because... Um, like, the other day... Like, okay, first of all, you guys know I'm a little cynical about cosplay. Like, whenever cosplay comes up, I'm like, I fucking hate cosplay, or I'm never cosplaying again, which is not true. Like, I end up cosplaying, but I think it's really funny, because the other day, Lo was like, I'm going to do this new thing this year. I'm doing this new thing where I'm going to plan my cosplay a year in advance. And she's nodding right now, like, yes, this is my great idea that I just came up with. (laughs) Once a year, she says this to me. Um, like, when we're anywhere between 12 months to 6 months out from one of our major cons, Lo will say the same exact thing to me, which is, so I ha- I'm gonna do it differently this time. I'm going to pick my cosplays now, and I'm, I'm only gonna do this one, or these two, so I can get it done, and I'll have enough time to get it done. I feel pretty secure in this one, though. Yeah, this time it's for real. Well, here's, here's my deal. Dragon Con is my favorite convention. We didn't go this year, and my heart broken a thousand million pieces. Um, I feel like I know what kinds of cosplay will make me the happiest at Dragon Con. Um, so what my goal is, is a couple cosplay that I'm aiming specifically for Dragon Con. If they're done in between, if I use them for other cons, that's fine. My goal is Dragon Con 2019. And that's it. That's like the baseline. So you're picking one con. 
basically. Yeah, we didn't do a very good job going to, I mean, not good job, that puts it as, like, you need to go to a bunch, but, like, we didn't go to most of the things that we usually go to. Last year. Yeah. 2018, we skipped, like, all of them, and the only one I missed was Dragon Con. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm so, just saying. You know, you, you just see. Every six months, she tells me, she's like, I'm yeah. gonna, this time, I'm gonna plan my cosplay, and it's gonna be done. Me too. And it just, mm-hmm. it's just a curse. Cosplay's just a curse. It is. But it's so really good do. for queer people. It gives us it. so mm-hmm. much, so much we can do with it. When I'm done with my costume, I feel really good about myself. Yeah. So that's, I think that's just what I'm constantly working toward. Yeah, me too. I mean, I hate getting there, but once I'm in it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And that's why I keep coming back, because I'm like, why am I stressing myself out this much? And then I, like, finish, and I'm like, oh, that's why. But I I do the same thing. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to cosplay this, this, and this for AX next year. And, um... And then I make all these plans, and I overbook myself, and I maybe do one that I said I was going to. Yeah. Which is realistic. Yeah. I give myself really, really distant deadlines. It's the only way for me to handle it anymore. Because that con crunch, I always regret it. I always end up turning out a costume that's that's subpar. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's exactly what I'm hoping I'm going to do. Aiming for the con where I'm going to want those cosplay the most, and seeing what falls into place before then. I think th- that kind of wraps it up. Do you, is there anything else you want to say on the topic of queerness and cosplay? Mm. Anything you took notes on that maybe we didn't touch on in the show? Um, if you're, if you're like questioning yourself, I think cosplay is a good outlet for that because, again, you kind of realize, oh, this is how I feel when I look like this. You know? Whether, like, with the beard, for example. I also think it's um, a safe place to do it. Like, I know for my parents, um, just putting on different clothes and walking out of the house was really disturbing to them, but putting on a quote-unquote costume and going to an event was okay. So I could get dressed male and exist in that space and leave the house and my parents would be like, all right, it's just a costume, you know? So it, it does allow you a lot of freedoms. Yeah, and like, um, you know, my parents, you know, we were talking about it earlier more personally, but like, my family doesn't really quite acknowledge the whole gender identity thing. But whenever I cosplay and they're like, oh, that's you? Wow, you look so good. So I'm like, it's also kind of mixed signals. But at least I know that, like, oh, okay, well, they're okay when it's a costume. So maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going that that train of thought. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm following. It's kind of that first step to having friends or family look at you in this new way and, and accept it or appreciate it. Yeah. Know? It's a really nice first step that you wouldn't have without cosplay. Otherwise, you might be, like, trying to show them a movie that has... Um, Someone questioning identity and being like, oh, this, you're interested in this, right? But to look at you in that presentation, I think that helps. To me, it was like um, feeling a puzzle piece slip into place. You know, it was like you look in the mirror and it just clicks in a way that looking at your reflections never clicked before. And then you can just stand there and look at yourself in the mirror, which, um, Alex, if you're anything like me, and, and I suspect other, other non-binary people, uh, it's hard to look in the mirror. Yeah. We avoid looking in the mirror. I've avoided looking in the mirror for so much of my life. 
but then I put on a costume where I feel truly male in it. And I can just stand in the mirror and stare at myself. Yeah, and it's also like, oh, I never take pictures. I never take selfies normally. But when I'm in cosplay, my phone is filled with selfies. Because I'm like, wow. Look how hot I am. Look how yeah. hot my beard looks. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can tweak this a little bit. I can tweak the lighting. I can put this on Twitter and feel so validated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that on this podcast we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have a, a story we want to read that kind of falls into, um, into this vein. Yeah, this is a story submitted by one of our listeners, who's underscore Ahsims underscore. That's A-H-S-I-M-S. Thank you. And this story, I think, ties in pretty heavily to what we've been talking about today. I started cosplaying in 2012 at Anime Expo in Japan. I've always had a dysphoric relationship with my body, although at the time I didn't know what that meant. I just knew that I hated how I looked and felt in my body, including 16 years fighting the eating disorder fight. The first character I cosplayed was Troa Barton from Gundam Wing, and suddenly I felt okay. Not great, but it felt right. Troa Barton was a character I admired for so many reasons. I spent years honing his look. I cut my hair and dyed it since I couldn't find a wig I liked, and I felt a weight lift from my shoulders after losing 12 inches of hair. Cosplaying Troa Barton helped me find more comfort in myself and my body. It helped me find comfort through my mom's illness and death. I'm still questioning my identity, but I find myself drawn more and more to cosplaying characters like Troa, including Ignis Sancha, and incorporating them into my personal identity. Cosplay didn't cure me, but it helped me find ways to deal with the body and the gender dysphoria I didn't know how to express or name. Thank you so much, Awesomes, for sharing that. That's a really beautiful story. Yeah, we should have had we should have read that at the beginning of the episode. That that was perfect. Hearing that, actually, I made a note while you were talking because it made me think of something too. That like the first time I realized that I didn't like how I was and I didn't like looking at myself. Whenever I cosplayed Homestuck for the first time, that was the first time I had a binder, and um, then I just started wearing it all the time. I wore it every day, and I had one. So I think that, like, I totally understand what they're trying to say. Like, yeah, looking at yourself and then being like, oh, this is flat now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cut. Um, they cut their hair. Like, yeah. you had a little bit of that same experience. Yeah. Like, you just go through certain changes. You're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, this is a great gateway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, a very personal level, uh, I-, I relate to that story because um, cosplaying... Noctis helped me get through my mother's illness and her death. Uh, And for me, that was having that outlet. I was also, um, I was returning. I had lived as male for a couple years. Then I lived as female for a couple years again. I I put him on and was immediately like, I'm going back to male pronouns. And that can be a really um, comforting experience, but also a place of strength. And so that you can get through things that are challenging in your life because you have this um, identity that you can put on and feel very strong inside of. We threw the net out on Instagram for some of you guys uh, to send us pictures of yourself cosplaying or your queer friends cosplaying um, or queer couples cosplaying together, doing ships together uh, on Instagram. And we want to thank some of the people who sent us uh, their photos. Uh, yes, so Aria underscore cosplay, and that's A-R-I-A underscore cosplay, sent us some beautiful photos themselves as um, Supergirl and as Cindy from Final Fantasy XV. 
uh, Chocobos, C-H-O-C-O-B-E-A-U-S, um, sent us some lovely photos of themselves cosplaying um, Life is Strange and um, Final Fantasy XV. And then Opricidia Cosplay, I hope I'm saying that right, A-P-R-I-C-I-T-I-A Cosplay. And their partner, XO Start, sent us some lovely photos of them cosplaying as well. So thank you guys so much. They're really beautiful pictures, and you can check them out on the um, our Instagram page, which is at Queer Fandom. And thank you to um, Zigbarf for tweeting about the show. Uh, that's X-I-G-B-A-R-F. Our biggest fan <laughs> um, and longtime friend, Mary, thank you for tweeting about the show. Good we love you. Sorry. Mm, go ahead. No, good taste in Kingdom Hearts characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's had that handle for Forever. a decade. Love men with scars and eye patches. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, hi, Mary. Thank you for tweeting about the show. Um, anyone else, if you tweet about the show using our hashtag queer fandom podcast, uh, we'll plug you. Uh, we'll say thanks. You can show us your cosplay or your art if you want us to talk about that, um, or we'll just, you know, say thank you. Um, it, we really appreciate you guys helping us reach um, a wider audience and uh, more queer fans. So you can find us at Queer Fandom on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at queerfandompod at gmail.com. Until next time. What do you have to do still? Me. Yeah. Um, hand get our drinks. I'm not sure if you're done with this yet. Uh, turn off the air conditioning. Done with this? Stuff. I need to plug this in to my yeah, computer. Yeah, you asked me for it. <gasps> I, I don't, I'm not sure if you're done with this yet. <laughs> what a rude way to ask you. You're going to be like, hey, baby, I brought you your charger. <laughs> so like, Are you done with this charger that you never plugged into your computer, yeah, I jackass? Play, I did play it out to you, and I set it down, but we're going to Are you done with this? Obviously not. Come on, bro. Take care of me. <laughs>